Welcome to Code Maze, a podcast for future Wolverines in healthcare. And today we are really excited because we're going to be talking about what it's like to be in the LGBTQAI community on the path, uh, whether you're in medicine or other pre-health areas. And so, you know, we know as advisors that LGBTQ applicants often face a difficult decision about whether or not to disclose their identity during the application process. And we are so lucky today because we have Lucy with us, who is a medical student from Michigan Medicine, who is part of the medical student organization called OutMD. And Lucy's going to say a lot more about this, but I'll just say right at the top that the goal of OutMD is to unite LGBTQIA plus individuals and their allies at Michigan Medicine. And she's here today to talk to us about how to maintain your identity while applying and being in professional contexts and also talk about her own experience in the process. And so also on the call today with me, I'm Julie Nelson. I'm a pre-health advisor at, um, at, at UM, and I'm joined by my colleague today, Gerald Murphy. And so, Gerald, please, let's, let's go to it, huh? We're here to welcome Lucy, so introduce yourself and let's get going. Yes, thank you for the warm introduction, Julie. Again, I'm Gerald Murphy. I'm a pre-health advisor here in the Noonan Academic Advising Center. Um, and so... Thank you again, Lucy, for being with us today. And as we transition more into our content, do you mind introducing yourself and talking a little bit more about um, OutMD? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm Lucy. I'm a fourth-year medical student here at the University of Michigan. I'm also bisexual and a member of OutMD. Um, speaking about OutMD, it is the medical student organization that supports LGBTQ plus members of the medical community. Um, and it has events and kind of it's a space where people can talk about their experiences in medical school and being queer. Thank you. Um, and I don't know, Julie, I think this this wasn't like an intentional thing, but we so we didn't realize until we were sitting here. I said, Julie, we're all of the community that's part of this doing the episode today, you know, <laughs> so I'm gay. Um, for those out there, I'm a gay black man, and I think we have so much substance that we can, you know, produce with this episode, um, that will be very, I think, inspirational for people, um, just in general, you know, even in medical school. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice to be here in community with you today. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, going a little bit deeper into our content. So coming out is a concept Mm -hmm. that we kind of, you know, talk about in the LGBTQ plus community a lot. And so with that coming out is not a one-time occurrence for some people. I know with my own personal in intertwined with intersectionality of like professional, Mm -hmm. it is at one point it was very traumatic for me, you know, writing those personal statements because it's such like, you know, a huge part of your identity Um, Many queer individuals have to make that decision to read it repeatedly throughout their personal and professional lives um, to do that process. Do you feel comfortable coming out in undergrad um, or is that decision you may start? Did that start in medical school? And what are some factors that you consider with those particular decisions? Yeah, I feel like this is a big topic. I'm glad to talk about it. Um, I actually came out in college. Um, I'm not originally from Michigan. I actually grew up in the South. Uh, in the community I grew up in, I didn't really know anyone who was out. Um, so going to college was a little bit of a learning curve for me. Um, I think the things that I thought about 
when I was thinking about coming out was did I feel like I had a supported supportive community and people who would help me and love me through it and then thinking about if I'm coming out who do I come out first to and Mm -hmm. kind of the order of people so that I could feel safe and supported and then kind of the bigger question that I thought about didn't think about too much when I came out but as the process went on was what does it actually mean to be queer what does my identity mean to me and how do I show that to people and how do I find it uh, how do I find the meaning to myself I think were the big things for me and mm-hmm. of course always value your safety and mental and physical well-being as well did you go to undergrad at Michigan I did not <laughs> where did you go to undergrad um, I went to Duke University in North Carolina Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's very uh, that that adds a lot more context to the um to the conversation possibly, I think. Um mm-hmm. because that I know that environment that particular like region is different as well. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that it's also a really rich uh environment in terms of being a medical yeah. student there. Yeah. All the opportunities that are in that triangle area. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And at the same time, it, w- what would you say about that experience? What was it like for you um in that community? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think when I was thinking about applying to medical schools, this is something that played into it because Michigan has been such a warm and welcoming community. Um, And you see people walking around of all genders, of all sexualities, very comfortable, and I've always felt safe here. I would say Duke was a great environment to learn. And the student body is really uh, accepting and welcoming, but I do want to always preface it by saying it is in North Carolina, it is in a more conservative area, and so it was a little bit of a learning curve figuring out how I could feel physically safe while expressing my sexuality and being with my partners in a public space. Yes, that really Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. I think it's on top of mind, isn't it, often in our community of finding those places that feel safe and where you can be yourself and at the same time share your life with others, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it kind of brings up then something about the concerns. So what concerns do you think queer students have in terms of their professional and, and personal relationships when they're coming out? That is a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> good morning. <laughs> um, I don't want to speak for all queer students, but I think one thing that has kind of stood out to me in this journey has been you have to come out kind of every day, all the time, every time you meet someone new, every time you're working in a different space. Um, and I think that can be really stressful and really add a lot of weight to what you're doing mentally and physically. And so I think that's a consideration is that you don't have this one time where you just come out and it's done. It's something that you'll have to work through kind of every single day. Um, and I think that's something to think about but definitely not a kind of detraction from coming out of general it's just something that will be part of your daily life I can remember that I had a mentor once who was much older than me who had said you never stop coming out you don't (laughs) you're always coming out and I think personal in your personal life that can be easier to tolerate Mm -hmm. but in your professional life that can be difficult especially when you're starting to establish your career and going on through med school and residency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think building upon, you know, those different factors, 
what are some um, other factors that students should take into consideration in terms of like self-reflection on their identity in the environment when coming out? And I think some of those factors that we have, you know, as some examples to kind of, you know, for food for thought, um, how out you are already um, and how you want to be later. And I think that for me, when thinking about that statement, I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize that there could be levels to this. You know what I'm saying? And then I had to reflect <laughs> for me, like, well, where do I fall in kind of creating like that level system? And I'm and it made me think like, well, am I as out as I think I am, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of made me realize that there are things that I need to work on. Um, and I think just being more proud in like my identity in certain areas of my life. But what what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's a really great comment about levels. I also have an approach similar to that for better or for worse. I think having levels of coming out can be something that is upsetting to people or kind of liberating to people at the same time. And I think finding the level of comfort you have in your identity, um, I've already spoken to this, but I'm a big believer in safety. So your mm-hmm. mental and physical well-being is always the most important thing to me. So kind of making sure that you feel safe in whatever environment you're in mm-hmm. is a really big one. And then making your decision on coming out or how out you are based on kind of what makes you happy and feel valued and um, feel secure in yourself. I know that for me, my personal life, I am super out and very happy with it. But Mm -hmm. kind of professionally, it has been more of an experience trying to figure out what makes me feel most comfortable versus Mm -hmm. what makes me feel happy. And unfortunately, that is a little bit of a balance sometimes in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how are you working with that? Do you, do you, have you found some things that um, that you notice you do or that help you? Yeah, that's a... Ooh. So I actually just started getting involved with a project that helps with professional identity and queer students in the medical school. And so I've been thinking a lot about why do I do the things I do and, and how can I improve upon that to make myself happier? I think one of the things that's really hard as students is that you are still evaluated by the people that you interact with, especially in medical school. And so trying to figure out how can I feel comfortable with people evaluating me, evaluating me based on who I am and the value I bring as a med student versus kind of their preconceptions of what it means to be queer. Um, And that's a hard balance. But I think I'm trying to be more open and um, honest when I feel safe. Yeah, it's a it is a balance. I like that word. That's that's I think a helpful way to look at it. Trying to find that that point where you feel like you can be true to yourself. Hmm. and at the same time take care of yourself yeah and that balance is different for every person yeah I have a bunch of med school friends who they talk about it all the time even with people who are evaluating them and then I have people in my med school community who don't talk about it at all with people evaluating them so it's just kind of person to person and it's something that I think every med student or future universe uh, future med student can can work on and find for themselves yeah yeah, yeah, I really, I appreciate that response um, so much. And so, um, in what ways do you feel like students are able to maintain their LGBTQ identity in their application? In what ways um, does this vary between medical schools? Ooh, um, there's a lot of factors in this decision. And I think this is a decision that is very personal to each applicant. Um, I'll speak a little bit about my experience going through it, and then I can kind of speak more broadly to 
what are options. <laughs> so I think for me, the med school, uh, the general common application has a box to mark your sexuality or your gender, I think. It's been a while since I applied, I'm <laughs> not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can write your personal statement and it, that's the space to include it as well. Um, one space I found great to talk about it was actually secondary applications. So that's mm-hmm. after you've submitted your common application and medical schools send you essay prompts. Um, mm-hmm. And I found that that was really a space where I could share it. And also I could see how medical schools responded to it, which was helpful in kind of my process. Um, and I always want to remind people, we've already talked about me living in North Carolina, that every medical school has its own culture, its own identity and its own values. And I do think it's important to kind of have that in the back of your mind when you're applying as well. You know, I'm really glad you're saying that. It's so top of mind for us right now because we're right in the midst of mm-hmm. the new cycle just right? beginning. <laughs> and we're talking a lot with students about their target schools and those secondaries just in general and really trying to find that fit and finding a place and an environment where you can feel like you do your best work, you can be yourself and everything. And so that's really a helpful comment. Thank you. For yeah, that. I felt that kind of laying my cards on the table was a way for me to get a, to get the best fit for a medical school for me, that I would end up in a community where I felt supported and valued. That's that's so important. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you. And so I guess, you know, thinking about your academic and professional journey um, and just how you've developed over time, have you noticed that um, – you know, you went through some seasons where you repressed certain parts of yourself or, or times when you felt like you could open up more. Maybe just kind of open-ended, like, what what was that like for you as you evolved in this? Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> I Coming out was a very sort of life-changing experience for me. Not necessarily the coming out part, but the fact that I had to think a lot about who I was and what I wanted to be in the future. And I knew that I just wasn't happy where I was prior to that. And so I think it's been a journey of learning how to communicate with the people around me. Like I said, I grew up in the South and everyone had kind of different responses to to me coming out. And there are people that just, it's just easier to not come out in my home life. And it's been a long time trying to figure out how I feel about that. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. But I think I was so unhappy not being true to who I was that I feel so much more secure in who I am now. Mm. Um, And I think that shows in my professional life. I think I'm a better medical student because of it. I think I'm a better family member because of it. I'm just happier. And I can date who I want and and express myself how I want and I think that's the beautiful part I'm not sure if that answered the question <laughs> oh it was beautiful answer thank you no it really is it's it's your journey it's it's what you're learning from it and I do think it's individual I think people have their own stories to tell um and so yeah I love it I think that's a that's a great response it, and it's an awareness too like appreciating where you are thinking about those relationships that you have in your life and and where to where it's a I think it's always evolving. It's just like we're always coming out. I think we're always learning how to build those relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And my goal for the future is that people don't have to deal with kind of these interpersonal relationships. I'd want it to be just an open thing and everyone's accepting, but we're not there yet. (laughs) 
Yeah, it it is. It, I think it's um, it is changing in some ways. Um, do you think it is? Like, have, what have you observed about that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think even in the community I grew up in, there are people my age who have come out with me, and that's been so awesome because I had no idea, and now I feel way less alone. And the fact that they feel comfortable and I feel comfortable is just so meaningful to me, honestly. Okay, yeah, right. I really appreciate your, you know, your responses here because I, I relate so much to to what you're saying. I can't, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tear up on, on air. <laughs> We're not going to do that. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but I'm so curious to know, Lucy, um, about, because you're applying to specialties really soon or in process of doing that. Um, how does that part of your identity relate to or intersect with kind of what you want to do in your specialty or um, in some capacity of medicine? Like, is there any education or that you plan on doing, you know, personally as a professional? Yeah, I'm not sure about the education piece. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my main professional goal is really just to be a very visible out surgeon. Um, And I think there aren't that many that I at least am super aware of. So that is important to me and be uh, a person that people can ask questions in a a safe environment and sort of help mentor the people behind me is my goal. So maybe less about education and and more about just creating an, an open and accepting space. Do you feel like sometimes you're really making a positive impact on allies, the non LGBTQA community? Do you ever notice that? So it's it's really funny because my friends in college were mostly queer or very close allies, but a lot of my friends in medical school are, are straight. And so it's been really fun and sometimes difficult at times working with them and seeing their journey uh, throughout the years and them being more comfortable asking questions and being more positive. I'm actually going to Pride with some of my straight friends this weekend in Detroit. So exactly. <laughs> Wow, that's great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So nice. Do you have recommendations for students, like for for current students who might be coming out of the closet? Because for, you know, it's always true, and and I noticed this often throughout my whole career, any student you're working with, the first time they encounter anything, you know, trying to work it through and figure it out. um, What kinds of challenges do you think students have right now? Yeah, I think the whole process feels really scary. Um, And it can be really intimidating, especially if you don't have any people around you who are queer or who you can talk to about this. I think in a university, you're very lucky to have resources to people who can talk to you. Um, I think there are organizations here at the university, um, sort of like out in vias for medical school, but finding queer organizations wherever you are. Um, I am always a big proponent of therapy. I know Michigan has therapists that you can talk to um, and kind of work through that. And I think starting small and kind of very manageable pieces is always a good thing, whether that be, you know, telling one friend something positive about the queer community, not even coming out, but just things that will make you comfortable along the process. And then one day it'll just feel very natural. So. I always give people hope, but it's not fun. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, so when choosing a medical school, how can a student gauge, you know, LGBTQ 
friendly um, communities and you know I recommend students actually call the programs and you mm-hmm. sometimes you have to interview them like how do you, how can you best support me you know um, so do you have any recommendations or anything that you did during your journey that would be beneficial for students yeah definitely I agree call them up ask them questions and see how they respond to it that's a great great idea I also found a lot of medical schools give you contact information for students um, and reaching out for to the students and asking, hey, what do you think about this? Or mm. um, I see you have this program. Is this really a thing? And kind of they will be a better point of contact than maybe the medical school will be. And so mm. that's my recommendation. Yeah, that's a really important one. And, you know, for, for listeners, we will be posting um, resources on this for the Counseling Center, but also for all of the, the LGBTQ for Spectrum on campus and for other gay-positive organizations on campus. So look for that as a link as part of this podcast. I think that's really important. Um, well, what else? What else do we want to talk about today? Are we missing anything that that we didn't ask you about that you wanted to be sure you talked about today? Ooh. I think just to say um, being a medical student is great, and it's really a challenge at times. It's not an easy path and it's a lot of hard work, but for me being at Michigan and feeling like I'm part of a community that supports me and supports all aspects of my identity has been really meaningful. And so I just want to encourage all of the applicants to be as honest as you feel comfortable in the process in their medical school applications. I think you'll end up at a community that supports you and wants you to be a part of it if you do that. But again, only as comfortable as as you want. I only as honest as you are comfortable with it. I like it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lucy, for being here, giving such thoughtful words to us and our listeners, our students, you know, folks who are applying, will be applying. Um, I think you really, you know, have really touched, you touched my heart. I'm sure you will touch, you know, <laughs> other people's heart. This is community here, you know, and I feel like I, I feel comfortable to say that if LMD ever want to, you know, partner with our um, pre-health advising team to kind of do some partnerships in the fall or winter time, I'm sure, you know, we can work something out to build community with our students of the community in undergrad to really make those connections and feel community in medical school, too. Oh, that would Michigan. be great. That yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lucy. So feel free to contact me with any questions if you're listening to this podcast and are applying or are going to be applying in the future. I'm happy to answer anything and be a resource. Hi, Wolverines. This is Gerald coming back at you. We just want to take a little bit more time to emphasize some of the resources for our students who are of the LGBTQ plus community and who are also pre-health. Okay, so let's start off with one of the resources our team has highlighted here, and this is from medpride.org. And this is the 2021 LGBTQ plus equity report card. Okay. So the goals of this report card is to survey current medical students to collect and share information about safety and support for LGBTQ plus individuals at medical schools in the United States. So our next support resource is coming directly from the AAMC. 
And that's going to be, well, the title of that this particular resource is called Identifying Medical Schools with Robust LGBTQ Plus Support Systems. So when you're thinking about programs where you're going to see yourself thriving and fitting at, it is definitely important to take into consideration how would they be best supporting you and your most authentic self, right? So this particular article goes into detail um, about curriculum. So how do uh, medical schools build in LGBTQ plus curriculum um, and to build those relationships with the community as well? And then it also talks about a topic of community, making sure that you're developing a sense of belonging and things like that. Okay. And then current student experiences, how how do they use or use the catalyst of current students' experiences to improve their program, you know, by virtue of curriculum and um, community as well outside the classroom. And so going into our third resource, we have Gender and Sexuality Action Committee. And this committee is dedicated to combating sexism and heterosexism and to assuring equal access to medical care equality within medical education. And so um, on this article, there are actually Google Slides when you scroll down to the bottom that really helps those who are part of the allied community show how to best support um, folks of the LGBTQ plus community and create a better understanding of who those um, individuals are and, and understanding who you are as an ally as well. And lastly, we have um, on our very campus, the Spectrum, uh, the Spectrum Center. This is a safe space for all individuals, especially um, the LGBTQ plus community and allies um, are more than welcome here where they provide a multitude of resources and opportunities for not only students, but um, staff members and faculty to take part in, to understand each other, to understand a particular demographic of students and how we can best support them on our particular campus. And to close out the ending of this podcast episode, we're going to have all of these links in the description below. So please check those out and um, really look at them, really think about your journey and how you can be your most authentic self. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Code Maze, produced by our own wonderful Maria Rabb on the University of Michigan campus in Ann Arbor. Our music, Total Happy Up and Sunny, is by Sasha Ande. Be sure to follow Code Maze on Spotify or check out past episodes on the LSA Academic Advising Center website, Pre-Health Section. Thank you, and see you soon in advising. <laughs>